Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Live from Nakamegado, Japan, this is Magic on the Blacktop, the only NBA podcast where two bozos open a pack of Upper Deck 95-96 NBA trading cards and draft a fantasy basketball team. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is the Essex assassin, the British bully, the English enigma, the sin, the... Uh, uh, no, stay with it. You got it. You got it. Come on. The commish of the Tokyo Senshi. I can't. No, no, we're not. We're not re-recording this. Yes, you got it. No, the Saruna skipper. I know. Oh, yeah, 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 wait, wait. Carry on. The Saruna skipper, the mm. Raging Cajun, the Barkley beggar, and the wandering minstrel. Mr. Ian Rudd! Don't ever touch my guitars without asking again. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. I screwed up the intro. That's right. Well, It's it's a lot to remember at this point. Again, you've refused to bring a notepad or a pen with you when we do this. Is that laziness or overconfidence? No, it's a a duty to my craft. Mm -hmm. I studied the art of acting Mm -hmm. for over 30 years. Okay, well, a little stumble. I think you'll redeem yourself next week. A little stumble? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it happens to the best of us, and let that be a lesson to all of our listeners. Never give up. Yeah. Um, I don't like this. Why? Because I saw you two recently. This is weird. This is weird. special occasion we are recording on a tuesday because i have important plans when we normally record it's only been two days yeah since you opened the pack oh yeah the one that decided all games well let's not get too hasty but i do have michael jordan on my team now you do and uh as i said last like two days ago the Mm. great equalizer yeah should we explain to people what we're talking about yeah so why don't you go over the rules and i'm gonna practice the introduction okay so we uh have a box of 25 year old basketball cards each week over 12 weeks we open a pack each we talk about the cards and then we both choose a player each for our teams my team is called the jammers peach team's called the blockers we didn't choose those names that's what the snares divine providence okay uh so we both pick players for our teams once that player has been picked they are off the board no one else can get that player anymore and then at the end of it we're gonna figure out who picked the best teams by how we're gonna do that pete i think there's uh there are two scientific methods one is we will leave it to the age-old barroom debate me versus you listeners versus us all of the the natural so that's not going to resolve anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, We've got is. to know what the pulse of the community I'm feels. I'm looking forward to that discussion, who has the best team. But more... The more... More... How can I say? More... Definitive? Uh, thank you. That's what I was looking for. Thank you More definitive option I, is what? I have been creating new players to match the all-time statistical records of the players that we draft, and I've put them into a Super Nintendo copy of NBA Live 98. I will be looking at these stats before you will. we play they'll be all part of the process okay. and we will have a best of seven series played out by the cpu we cannot assume control and try because i would win every time so mm. they're going to play against each other may the best team win also each pack has two insert cards sometimes three if there's a special hologram card we cannot choose those cards either it's just cards from the base deck last week we had the worst cards imaginable so we opened two other packs and we got the best cards imaginable yeah well you got the best card imaginable well you weren't far off i guess i think that not only was it last week the worst packs 
ever opened. You could probably extend that going forward in perpetuity that there will never be another pack as bad so. as that. I hope so. We got the same player several times. And several duplicates on your side. It was horrible. We got double Ronnie Cycle. Who wants that? We got, uh, we got, we got two. Har- anyway, let's not let's not bring it back. I, the, the point was, we want to make one thing very clear. It's not about not like we're not avoiding bad players, or we're not afraid of that, or, or even average or all stars. Well, I, I think we would have both been happy if we had stuck with that first pack. You'd have had Mookie Blaylock. Sure. I would have had Isaiah Ryder. And it's great because we don't want two teams of all-stars. We want players that made up basketball of the 90s, which is players of all different types. And that, you know, I, I like that. The problem is we had very little to talk about. Yeah, that was the big thing is that you especially were drafting between like five different players of like at a possible 10. Mm. And it was it was just not interesting. No, it was the right choice. And the show was the better for it. I do hope Blue Edwards comes back because I don't know anything about him, but I love that name and I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, the last two we didn't even talk about. No, we didn't. And we never will unless they're back again. Uh, Other than that, what did you learn from last week? If anything. Two days ago. 48 hours. um, I learned because I had my suspicions when I asked you about it. Yeah. I learned that Bo Outlaw. Oh, right. And Charles Outlaw. Yeah. Are one and the same. You said that. You I, even mentioned I that. I did. And uh, yeah, it turns out they are. I'm just going to read something very quickly from his Wikipedia page. Just his intro, because I feel, you know, we're bringing the man up. Charles Bo Outlaw is an American professional retired basketball player. Outlaw was known for his athletic athleticism. Okay. Tenacious defensive approach. Ooh. And subpar free throw percentage. Why do they have to mention that? Why? That's Th- just... That's unnecessary. That's absolutely unnecessary. And then it even goes in brackets, 52% for his career. Do you think they would say, like, Shaquille O'Neal, one of the best basketball players of generation, did this, 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 and this, and a notoriously bad free throw shooter? I don't think they did. I think someone had it out for Bo Outlaw. So I'm guessing. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame. The, the great man's page has been sullied by that. But, um, yeah, same player. Well, I'm glad you got that right. That's pretty impressive. Well mm-hmm. done to you. Thank you. Well, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, you still get no, the credit. Thank you. Yep. Um, I have some exciting news I would like to tease. It's kind of, I've been working on it since last week, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm happy to announce mm. that I am in the midst of almost completing our own Twitch channel. Ooh. Do you know what Twitch is? I you feel do. like I say, how dare you, five yeah. times a show. <laughs> well, but... I guess I ask you stupid questions. But well, we I, are... work in the, I work in the social you media the, industry. The so, chief technical uh, yeah. officer. Oh. The good news is is that we are happy to announce that we, we are in the beginning processes of maybe bringing some live, some NBA Live 98, live action, Twitch streaming, NBA finals, my team against yours, blockers v jammers. You can tune in live. I'm excited. I can't wait. I I can I can because see. The, I can Michael see the. Jordan. Well, yeah, but I can see the excitement that this is bringing you. Having the Twitch thing to say, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's I'm be... hoping it meets my own expectations and to match the quality of your podcast that you edit every week. One thing, if you'd like to play along, um, feel free to take a shot of every time that he says, "What a player! What a player! What a player!" And every time I say, "Great player," you'll probably be drunk in ten minutes. Uh, well, I feel like last week introduced a couple of new segments to the show. We've got Nate McMillan's X's and O's. Yes, right. Because <laughs> he comes up every week. Uh, we're hoping to get Nate on the show one week. Uh, and I think every time Anthony Bowie gets dro- comes up in the packs... Name dropped. I get to throw him... At my face or body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that I can create something where at I hit you point, with a wiffle ball bat. At this point, I'm not sure who I'd rather have, Charles Barkley or Anthony Bowie again. <laughs> How wonderful. Um, in addition to that, I had a dental operation today. 
so any slurring that is occurring is unrelated to any drinking I've done. I'm very sorry. It hurts. <laughs> you, you say that to me off air every single show before we start. I'm sorry? It, your, your reasons for slurring. Yeah, and, well, uh, we've got okay. a whole laundry list. No, you do. I hope you're okay. You had a root canal. I did. You don't need to tell them that. Okay. But thanks, buddy. All right. Shall we actually do my favorite part? No. Okay. What do you got to say? Because I've got one more thing. All right. And it's... It's game-changing. It's absolutely earth-shattering. What? And it kind of shows how unprepared we are. Oh, God. What have we done? So, i got a few players I want to name off the top of my head. Okay. We haven't seen any real big men yet. I mean, I've got Vlade, which is cool. And I've got Kemp. But if we're talking about centers, like the Ewings, the... the Elijah Elijah ones. The Shackles. We're seven weeks in. Yeah. We've actually opened seven weeks worth of cards because we opened two packs last week. Oh, you're right. And we haven't had one of these centers. So I, I, I got thinking, that's a bit odd. And we're getting quite a lot of duplicates, which is also a little bit odd. Now, I realized in 95, 96, Upper Deck done something a little bit cheeky. They released this season's cards over two series. So the reason we haven't seen any of those, those players... sons of bitches! <laughs> The reason we haven't seen any of those cards is because they're not in the backs. What? So, easy. So, I don't have any centers because upper deck is... Easy. All right, I'm going to sit down. Sit down. Take a breath. Okay, so you're telling me that the the position I need the most is not even in the packs or draft. And it's why I don't have a power forward yet. Uh, essentially, it seems a bit of a cash grab. I'm not happy with upper deck. I'm going to be honest with you. The duplicates last week. But I've managed to locate from Germany, <laughs> all places. Uh, they're winging their way to us. They should be here in time for next week's show. But I have found uh, a box of... This series is a, 2. Series 2 from 95-96. So... And it works out well because this is week seven. So I say this is hopefully the last week we pick from these cards. These cards have 165 base players that we can choose from. Right. However, they are missing 115 players from the NBA, which is, you a know, lot. Quite a sizable amount. But hopefully in time for next week's show, now, we should have those. one thing I would like clarification. These are, of course, Japanese cards, who yeah. I often have to struggle reading the Japanese ah, names. Well, are we I looked finally in, getting English? I looked into this. No, they're going to be in German. But, German? Yeah, but they're the, the international deck were numbered the same. So, yeah, maybe study a little bit before. Well, I know that they used pikes. Okay. All right. Yeah. To the packs. Are we not going to review our teams? Ah, let's review our teams. Okay, so can you? how quickly can you say yours? Very quickly. You ready? Yeah. Baker, Shrimp, Thunder Dan, Kemp, the Rain Man, uh, Jason Kidd, and finally, of course, Clyde the Glide. What am I looking for? Yep, center. Yes. Well, I don't think there are any in this series. I'm going to hold out for series two, I feel. (laughs) No, you never know. We don't know. We we never looked up the actual card list, so... I did. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, no, I didn't didn't look up, but I I did... You know, I had to check that that was actually the case. And then, you know, I know that uh, Ewing... I only looked at, like, a couple of names, but they were all in the second. It was, like, Ewing, Matombo, and Malone. So I was wondering, where are all the bigs? And they are all in Series 2. Well, so it's we okay. I always draft... But hopefully, if you could pick up... I'm sure there are still some decent George centers. George Yeah, I saw him Week 1. So yeah. uh, I'm looking for size. I said decent, uh, I'm yeah. looking for centers. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a good backup point guard if John Stockton comes my way this... Are you going to pick him this time? Or? Yeah, why okay. not? Okay, we'll see. What are you looking for, buddy? And who's your team? I need. I don't have a power forward. I don't really have any forwards. Well, I've got Dennis Scott, but I still... Because he's, cause he's a... Yeah, don't give me that face. I know he's... <laughs> That man retweet that man commented on our Instagram post. He's the best player I have. Who do I have? I have got Joe Dumas. Yeah. He's been promoted to point guard. Tim Hardaway's on the bench. Okay. I've got Michael Jordan. I've got Reggie Miller, Vlade Divac, and I've got 
Reggie Miller. Did I say Reggie Miller? I said Reggie Miller. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've got, I, I can't remember. I know who you, you've Anyway, I need, a, I need a power forward. All right, to the packs. To the packs. All right. You took them out of the box, which greatly... I threw the box away. It's getting in the way. It's big. really messes with my superstitions, but... You, you, you can't get much worse than last week. You gave me Jordan. You're right, <laughs> and I did that randomly in the spur of the moment. Anyway, okay. Sai good junk him. Boy, that's why I, I knew it. I would lose. Back on top. All right, choose your fate. Ooh, yours feels weighted like Feeling it has lucky. some... Yeah, I feel a hologram like you, in there, maybe? I hope. That'd remove a card from the... I don't like the holograms. They're, they're nice to look at, but they take away a, a choice. All right, so do you want to have your card read first, or do you want to go... I'm going to read yours first. So, I, okay, so you're reading mine first, so I have to get my GM hat on. The hat's on. It's ready to go. Who do I got? Charles Barkley. No way! Yeah. The round mound of rebound? The ultimate combination of power and speed. <laughs> oh, see, you know what you did wrong? You, I'm not going to start the name calling yet, but you know what? You, your big mistake was that you didn't say, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley. <laughs> that felt good. Right out the gate. It's a good looking card too. Can mm. I take a look? It's no. not an insert? No. You're sure? I'm sure. The round mound. Look, look at him. Oh, man. Him and Thunder Dan. And he's shooting it over a spur. Is right it, in is their it, face. Is it Anthony Bowie? Can I throw it at you? What number was Anthony Bowie? I don't know. Okay, thank God. Don't throw it at me. <laughs> it might be. Wow, Charles Barkley. So, this is bad news for, for the jammers already off the block. Because if he comes up in my pack, odds are low. But that means he's nullified for both of us. Yeah. He's dead. So I've effectively taken out your power forward hope. If you don't pick him, that means something even better came up. That would be... No, no, no. I, I mean... You, there are very few people that I would take over Charles Barkley at this juncture, despite having Sean Kemp last week. That is just... This is bad news. That is not for me. Okay. I feel well, really Well, I'm not going to be bitter. You told me off last week about that. No, be positive. You got Jordan. It's okay. And, like, you know, I'm sure that the, uh, the addition of... Don't tell me mine yet. I want to talk about Charles Barkley yeah, a little about, bit. about CB. Auburn's greatest. Absolutely. I really like Charles Barkley. I, I really, as a pundit as well, I think he's, he's genuinely hilarious. Uh, I mean, you can, I, I honestly, can you name a better player pundit than Charles Barkley? <laughs> What's a pundit? Pundit. Isn't that the word? Pundit. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so I learned a new word. Well, I taught you miasma last week. You did week. teach me a new word pundit. last week, yeah. Pundit. Pundit. P U N D. Can you think of a better pundit? Player pundit. It's a British word, I'm sure. Pundit than Charles Barkley. No, I don't think Shaq pulls his weight as much as Charles does in the Absolutely punditry. Not. He's good, though. I like Shaq. He's great. But they're a combat. No, no, I, I agree. No, I really like Charles Barkley. He speaks his mind. But let's talk about him as a player. Okay. Great at Philadelphia. That was where he started. Yep. And often, you know, undersized as a power forward, but always dominated the boards. Could yeah. run the floor like a point guard. Could no, no greater sight in the 90s than Charles Barkley getting a defensive rebound, running the floor, dunking it at the other end. I'm jealous. What I liked about him was that he was also that in that same uh, breed of athlete that was kind of like Muhammad Ali, who wasn't, who wasn't afraid to say what was on their mind and break social norms or be like a real voice. Yeah. That was so cool. Let's not forget, he could be a dick as well. Though. But that's what made him great. <laughs> Do you that's remember when USA played like against Angola? So it's a dream team. I guess it would it have been the Olympic game or it could have been a warm-up. No, I think it was an actual 
you know, Barcelona Olympics. I think it was their first game. I might be wrong. But so it was a press conference before the game. Someone asked Barkley his thoughts on Angola and famously said, I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble. Wow. Yeah, all right. I don't know anything about Angola, but... Angola's in trouble. And then when they asked about Angola's physical play, because I think this was after the game, and I've, I've got it, I've got the quote here, I've just brought it up. People always say, turn the other cheek. If you turn the other cheek, I'm going to hit you in the other cheek too. <laughs> Fighting words from Barkley. Certainly one of the best powerful. Like I said, that's the player I, I wanted uh, more than anyone from this era at that position. MVP of the league in 93. 11-time NBA All-Star. All-Star game MVP. Five-time NBA All-First Team. Five-time All-NBA Second Team. Rookie first team, he was the NBA rebounding leader, number retired. He's one of the best players to ever play the game. Yeah, wow. Boy Gorge. Congrats. That's my favorite nickname of his, by the way. What? Boy Gorge. His nickname was Boy Gorge? Yeah, Boy Gorge. Why? He ate a lot. Because he's this old gorge is in... Yeah, gorge I thought he meant like the sides of a gorge. No, no, no. He's boy <laughs> okay. gorge. Oh, man. The blockers got themselves an inside presence. Well, not all is lost because last time you got a great player. I was upset and then I got Michael Jordan. So presumably this time I have got... J.R. Reed. No. Well... He went to UNC, did he? No su Carolina Yeah, yeah J.R. Reed. Big man. He's a spur. Yep. And you know what? He's got that unique flex forward center. Yeah, he was big. He he was good at North Carolina. Damn, I, he was huge. Yeah, he's a big lad. I wouldn't put him above Vlade, obviously. Um, so I don't think he's going to make the cut onto my team. Season Series 2, I, I'm hoping to pick up a couple of bigs when they come out next week. But, so uh, you're, not, look, you're not shopping for a center at the moment? Well, if one comes up, I'll take it. But power forward is what I want. Yeah, I could slide him to power forward, but I would be very unhappy if J.R. Reed was on my, my yeah, it, final team. It looks like he started great right out the gate, but like he, he averaged you know over 10 a game, and then each season progressively got worse. How, long, how many years had he been in the league at that point? He started in nine, well, according to this Because I remember him from the Hornets. That's where he was drafted. Yeah, oh, okay. And uh, he had his best seasons up to this point with the Hornets. Mm-hmm. So it seems like in Popovich's system, not all bigs are created equally. I mean, you got the Admiral. Well, I don't think... Oh, no, yeah, Pop probably was there. Surely. Point. No, he was like in a, he was thinking he might have been like the general manager at this point. Okay, we'll have to check that. But the point is, is taking minutes, uh, I mean, he's, he's the Admiral's backup. J.R. Reed, not what you're looking for, but don't lose hope. I mean, he was okay in the NBA. He was a high draft pick, and he was very good at North Carolina. Was he a lottery? He was... Number 18. Fifth in the wow. 1989 uh, draft. Oh, okay. Got some controversy. We like controversy, don't I we? I love it. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. I've, I've had to bring up his Wikipedia page, so I'm sorry, I don't know. We uh, often do I, that. Yeah. It's no shame. We're learning. In a game against Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns, A.C. Green mentioned an incident at a New York City nightclub before Reed hit him with a vicious right elbow to the mouth during the fourth quarter of the game, knocking out two of Green's teeth. Hey, we love A.C. Green on this yeah, show. Yeah, Mr. Indestructible. Yeah. Was that his name? You just made that up. Uh, the Iron Man. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's it. Similar. For that alone, to show my solidarity for A.C. Wait, Green. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that was confusing. Wait, wait, wait in a nightclub you... or on the court? Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to read that back. You ready? Yeah. And wasn't he celibate? Well, you can still get your teeth knocked out if you're celibate. But what's he doing in a nightclub? Just enjoying the I music? I don't know what... Okay, let's read that back because I may have made a mistake. I guess celibate people are allowed in nightclubs <laughs> well, as well. Well, yeah, they don't. They let me in. They make you do... <laughs> when was the last time you went to a nightclub? <laughs> it was like eight years ago. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this slowly. 
Why? Because I'm struggling. Okay. <laughs> On February 25th, yeah. 1996, in a game against the Phoenix Suns, AC Green mentioned an incident at a New York City club before Reed hit him with a vicious right elbow in the mouth during the fourth quarter of the game. So was he like... In the game, he was yeah. like, hey, hey, Reed. Hey, Reed, you remember that club we went to? It's bang. bang. <laughs> that seems unnecessary. That I wanted to throw some trash talk. Um... I, I genuinely have no idea what went All on right, there. But so anyway, listen up. If you were in the club with J.R. Reed that night and you happen to be listening, hmm. let us know all the details that A.C. Green hit him up on. I'm somehow more confused about J.R. Reed than I was prior to... Well, we I know, can just I'm, make up our own stories of what yeah. transpired. Yeah. So um, right now... Well, I'm Team A.C., so no no chance, J.R. Well, I mean, he's your only pick right now. Well, no, that's where I wrote nothing. All right, well... Barkley is a tough guy to surpass, so it's going to take a Herculean effort to dethrone him. And I've got just the guy to do it. Brian Williams. Was in the NBA. He's got a card. That would suggest he's played at least some basketball in the NBA. Well, Brian Williams, what do we know? Brian Williams from Arizona. This is currently his fourth year in the league. Spent them... Well, it only gives me info about his last... Two, which is always a worrying sign. Yeah. Anyway, he was at the Nuggets. Looks like a big lad. Um, he's a forward, Brian Williams. Well, okay. We know. I feel we need to give him a little more airtime. Yeah. Than we we often we I understand that we don't know everything. Let's take a look at what I can tell you a little bit more. Wait, how did it, I I looked up Brian Williams and it said Bison Daley. Oh, is it him? Did he? Yeah, I changed his I name because I know Bison Daley. What do you know about Bison Daley? <laughs> Brian Williams. Uh, this is probably not too... I think a couple of years after this, he joined the Bulls. Yeah, won a championship. They won a championship. And it was after that, he changed his name to Bison Dele. Really? Who you've heard of. I, I, can, I can see I, the twinkle in your eye. No, I definitely know that name. Uh, well, he was obviously at the Bulls. He wasn't a big no, contributor. No, no. Brian Williams, I can kind of... I think he dated Madonna, reportedly. Wow, how do you Bison know that? Oh, Bison Dele, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm going to have to check up. Um, I feel like he... Yeah, yeah. I, I may be wrong, as I often am. Oh, God. What? What an interesting man. So uh, it says um, he was born in California. Okay. And he changed his name to Bison Daly in 1998 to honor his Native American Cherokee and African ancestry. That's pretty cool. It's a very cool thing to do. Yeah. And then I, I was thinking, yeah, interesting guy. As you said, it looks. it says... Um, who was who it that retired early last year, week we were talking about? Do you remember? Who retired... So he... Uh, as Baby Jordan. Ah, like Harold Miner from last week, Baby Jordan. He retired early from the NBA. He retired at 30, which, I mean, it says here was still in the prime of his career. He was the Pistons' highest paid player at the time, but he had strained, relationship, strained relationships with the organization, decided to walk away from the remaining five years of his $36.4 million contract. Wow. He reportedly dated Madonna. Hey, I got one! He played the saxophone, violin, trumpet, and enjoyed adventure travel. Okay. What an interesting sounding guy. Now, it says he died at 33 in Tahiti. So I thought, wow, that's absolutely tragic. I wonder what happened to him. Ready for this? Yeah. He's believed to have been murdered at sea by his older brother, Miles DeBoard, in 2002. His girlfriend and skipper of the boat are also presumed to have been killed by... What? Miles DeBoer. Wow, what have we stumbled across here? That has become a very interesting card. We might have to change the podcast to a true crime kind of thing. It sounds that way, yeah. 
Well, do you think we can solve the murder? I think that's better left it to the says, authorities. It says unsolved. I got it. Presumed to have been <laughs> well, killed by uh... the closest you've come to solving a riddle was Monkey Island. So why don't you leave it with that? <laughs> Brian Williams, aka Bison Dele, uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, brother. Okay, so. That's too bad. It's always difficult to transition when you give me death. Yeah. You look nervous, though, and that's normally a good sign for me. I just feel like I'm... It's J.R. Reed again. Back to back. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm going to find that upper deck office. <laughs> if they have an office in Tokyo, I'm going to go down there. I, I think they, and I'm they're gonna, long they're gonna, bankrupt. But yeah, you've got J.R. Reed again. No. The much celebrated and ballyhooed J.R. Reed that we just went over. Ballyhooed? I think that means negative things. Okay. Um, but um, The miasma of J.R. Reed strikes again. Yeah, that's right. That's what you get when you throw your talon with spurs and say, oh, these are my guys. So I'm not going to really regurgitate any more information please don't i'd rather you didn't the man the man hit ac green in the face get yeah no don't yeah, want anything I mean, to no, do that. that's pretty strong words all okay. right so who do i got that uh bison bark so you just had brian williams yep now you got michael williams i doubt they're related but we've talked about michael williams no we, we haven't no there's da, da, da. a lot da, da, of williams da, da. in this pack there's a lot of williams we had walt williams before uh, maybe that's what it was tell me about michael uh nice haircut Cool. He's a guard. Seems to have played for the Timberwolves. Used to play for the Pacers. At this point, he was seven years into his career. Average 11.7 points a game. So not bad. No. Seems like probably, uh, I'm guessing, sixth man. Maybe the backup point guard for the, the Wolves at that time. Do you want to take a look? Yeah. I mean... I'll have a quick look, see what I can find about him. Michael it, Williams. Apart from Charles, this is a tough week already. Well, yes. If I get another fucking J.R. Reed, I'm walking out. I'm letting you know. <laughs> he went to the Raptors a couple of years after this, not in their first year. He was an NBA champion in 1989. What team would that have been on? That would have been the Bulls. Just kidding, the Pistons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, he played for three teams in 1989. Well, which of... Did I get any of those We right? played for the Pistons, the Suns, and the Hornets, and so it must be the Pistons. Pistons yeah. you know. I got it. I got it. Um, 48th overall pick. Looks like a role player. I don't know. He has a ring, though. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's any... Uh... I can spoil it. There's not! I don't think... Yeah. Um, anyway, Michael Williams. Cool. It, tough to compete with Barkley, but we have a trade alert! Wee-wee. Trade alert! Uh, this guy has been drafted by the Grizzlies. The expansion team. Is it Bryant? Oh, no. Okay, no, it wouldn't But be. it's rare to have a Laker. We never get Lakers. It feels like they've been avoiding this pack. Maybe they're all Series 2. We had a few Lakers. We had Eddie Jones. We had Nick Van Exel. That's it, though. Those we two. We had Vlade Divac. Oh, okay. We had, we had like, uh, half the team. Cedric I think we've... We... <laughs> all right, so that was a bad call on my behalf. Antonio Harvey, a center forward. I remember Antonio Harvey. I don't. You don't remember him? No, no idea who that is. Well, it's possible that I was wrong. Uh, he has been in the league for only two years, and he, had, uh, he was the backup center to Vlade. And I guess in the expansion draft, they were like, all right. Does he have a beard? He's got this, the beginnings of is some it, facial Is it growth. as good as Vlade's? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm not interested. All right, well. Can I and, see him at least? Sure. Okay. Antonio Harvey from Pascagoula, Mississippi. Mississippi. Hey, I lived very close to Pascagoula. I know it well. There you go. Oh, That's I why him. I said that. Six foot him. 11. He played for the Los Angeles Lakers, Vancouver Grizzlies. I said Memphis earlier. I forgot that they were Vancouver for a yeah, while there. That's right. The Los Angeles Clippers, Seattle Supersonics, CHC, Montesiante, Panionics, Coman Cerves, Arbrama, Icralquio, Portland Trailblazers. I could have used a cool accent there. Seattle Supersonics, Atlanta Hawks, Idaho Stampede, and Napoleon Warsaw. 
you've offended so many people in so many different ways, but you got to be upset that he didn't make an appearance for and the Kansas City Knights. Yeah, and his, I feel like I used travels. a Spanish accent on five different teams that didn't require <laughs> well, it. Well, one of them might be Spanish. How about this? Wait, I got a cool fact for you. He was the two-time Greek All-Star Game Slam Dunk Champion. Wow. Yeah. Spud Webb doesn't have that. Yeah, no, don't know much about him. Sorry. All right, who I got next? Someone I do know something about. Finally. It's a good center. No. We don't get any of those, and that's what you need. Don't tell me it's one of my top four. I don't want this It's not one of your top four, and you're probably not going to pick him over Barkley, but definitely the best center we've had so far. Better than Vlade? Yeah. I, uh, yes. I'm. Well, ooh, that's a very tough question. All right, who do we got? I want to know. I want you to guess it. Okay. It's a European, another European center. Not Murasan. Nope. Another European center. Sabonis. No, that's a shame. It's not Sabonis. Damn. I, lo- I love Sabonis. No, it's another one, but as iconic as those. The Duncan Dutchman. Rick Smits? You got Rick Smits. Wow, Rick Smits. <laughs> we forgot about Rick. I don't think we've mentioned him once so far, have we? I think, I think in week one Episode or two, one, maybe? I mentioned Rick Smits. Look at him. He does not look like a basketball player. No, I love Rick Smits. He was great. That's so cool. I'll tell you an interesting fact that nobody cares about. I, I love to play role-playing games, RPGs. Hmm. I don't know why. When I was like 9 or 10, I was playing through What game. kind of games? The RPGs. Yeah, but what, what gives some examples? Let, let uh, Final know. Fantasy, oh, Chrono okay. Trigger, yep. Dragon Quest. Yep. I was playing Chrono Trigger, hmm. and I named one of my characters Rick. R-I-K, after Rick Smits. Oh, wow. What brought that on? Just... I think I was dementia. <laughs> ADHD, I don't know. Even at eight years old? <laughs> I, I think it was Chrono Trigger. It was either that or Dragon Warrior 4, but I named a character Rick. Wow. So I thought it was a cool spelling of like a unique name. Yeah, the Duncan Dutchman, Rick Smits. I think he's a one-team-only guy as well, isn't he? Pacers seem to have a few of those. I feel like Rick played I can't picture him anywhere. Okay, should we check that? Uh, I'll check it. Okay. Is my, and if I'm wrong, I'll buy you dinner tonight. Uh-huh. No, I won't. You already ate. Whole career with the Pacers. Yay, there Look we go. Look at you, brother. We like those guys. Um, what a good combo that was, him and Reggie. Yes. And I can you think of another player on the team? Or, or, I know you can, but like those two guys were the most iconic duo of that squad. Y- indeed, yep. Jalen Rose. Oh, another player? From the, yeah. Uh, oh, Mark Jackson. Yeah, action Mark Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was, uh, that's that, cool. That, that was, I would love to take Rick Smith's. That and, was a really balanced team because you had Jackson, solid point guard, always looking to pass. You had Reggie, just the shooter. Anything he missed, Rick Smith's gobbling it up, putting it back up. So, yeah, really nicely balanced. Just those three. It's really That's, that's a great three-on-three team right there. Were they an NBA jam? They, they must yeah, been, yeah. They must have been a good team. Smith and Miller are on there. Yeah. I forgot the third player. Must be Mark Jackson, surely. You, you never know with the NBA jam. They, they screw you over. All right, Rick Smith, the Duncan Dutchman. Highs of, in 93-94, he had a 40-point game. How about that? Yeah, well, that's impressive. Do you know how tall he was? Seven foot five. Seven four. I was close. That's very close. I didn't realize he was that tall. I know he was big, but that's that's he insane. Was he was the second overall draft pick in the 1988 draft. Bullshit. Who was first? Uh, 88, 88, 88. Talk for a while. I gotta go to the bathroom. 88. That would be Danny Manning. Hey, Manning. He has a son who okay. plays seven foot one Damn. at the Valparaiso. Is that how you say yeah. it? Well, University no, but... men's team. Um, <laughs> oh, he did play there. I don't know if he's uh, from 2016 to 19. Uh, but yeah, another another Smith, hopefully, in the NBA. Who knows? Legend of Chrono Trigger or Dragon Warrior. <laughs> All right, you ready for your next guy? It depends. Is it J.R. Reed again? It's not. Okay. And I think you might have your player this week. Ooh. And honestly, I think we should allow some interaction with the community to see if this is okay. 
you've got a guy who I think is very good, who's at the tail end of his career, who snuck in. This may be his last season in the NBA. It's magic. No, that would be, I would be a lot angrier. He's a, he's a Celtic legend. It's not Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> you got Bill Russell. I noticed today I was watching, uh, so the NBA is back as of a, last week one guy tweeted that marcus smart like, saved the ball from you know dived out of bounds bill russell smiling down from heaven to which bill russell replied i'm still alive <laughs> <laughs> so uh unfortunately he was not playing in 95 96 though All so right. it's not bill russell celtics uh, legend. let me give you some stats and then maybe you can identify the player he was drafted by the warriors and played all of his important formative years with the celtics four-time nba champion nine-time nba all-star all-NBA second team, all-NBA third team, NBA's 50th anniversary all-time team. His number was retired by the Boston Celtics, double zero. It's Robert Parrish. You got Robert Parrish hey, okay. right at the end. Things are looking up. Got the Chief. You got the Chief, man. Got the Chief. All right. All right. Things are looking up. So I think that you got yourself a real lucky pick there because his card on the back he is, saved me yeah wow they almost had to print like two cards to stack on top of each other to go through his seasons I don't condone violence no one likes violence Pistons just had it out for everyone bad boy Pistons everyone oh, hated them I know what them. you're talking about hey everyone hated them yeah. the Bulls you know had their Everybody. runs on it but before that before Michael came into his prime it was the Celtics oh yeah and the bad boy Pistons Bill Lambeer was just you know, going out of his way to hurt people. As he uh, was would. it Larry Birdie elbowed in the head? Like quite fancy. Anyway, the chief wasn't about to let that go down on his turf. And there's a video of him just coming over and just smacking just, him, just clotheslining yeah, him he across the head. Took him out. Yeah. And uh, so you don't mess with the chief. So I need that kind of enforcer on my team. I feel. Yeah, I feel like you do. I think we got some tough guys in my squad who. You got. I mean, like Kemp and presumably Barkley. You got some kind of rough yeah. dudes, and I think that that'd be an awesome... Okay, here's another thing I love about this format. I can imagine Prime Parish versus Prime, like, Kemp. This would be fun. Sorry, you're right. They they did completely change the layout of the back of his car just because yeah. he's got so many seasons in there. <laughs> he's the chief, 19 man. years in the league at this point. I think you... I, I'm shocked he's even in the pack. Wow. No, I would not have thought... Born in 1953, I did not think that Robert Parrish was going to be in the 95-96. His last season was with the Bulls the year after this one. Yeah, wow. This is his with the Hornets on this one. Wow. All right. Not bad, buddy. Looking up. Looking up. Okay, who do I got next? You've got Byron Scott. All right. He's been like a a coach for several teams. I'm a little confused because we both know Byron Scott. Yeah. And he didn't. I'm. I'm pretty sure that LeBron left for Miami right when he became Cleveland's coach. Yeah, I can see him on the sidelines for the Lakers, I looking can see him dapper. On like Ten teams. Would you agree that the player on this card? I don't think there's two Byron Scotts, but would you agree that this player looks nothing like him? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> what in the hell? He look. They look totally different. He looks like Big Perm. Have you seen Friday? Yeah, he looks he like does. Big Perm. <laughs> Maybe it's because he's got like the flat top. Yeah. And the Byron I remember is always like the shaved head. Yeah. Yeah, I think it must be him. But um, yeah, yeah, look, oh, yeah, yeah, because he was a player for the Lakers for a long time as he was on this card. Twelfth year in the league at this point. After, really? After twelve seasons, he averaged fifteen points a game. He was. I, I, like, I like Byron Scott. This is amazing. He was. This is his twelfth year in the league. So we're like, oh, he's a veteran on his way out. 
he was still born eight years after Robert Parrish. Oh <laughs> He's got God. his own card. Um, uh, Byron Scott, yeah. He's from Inglewood. He's, uh, as was Big Perm, I think. Maybe it's one and the same. He, he was awesome. He was, I remember he was an Arizona State legend. And I'm glad that he's had a, not only, we talked about player coaches. Mm. There's a very good example. Yeah, yeah, we didn't think of him, did we? No, we did not. Shame too on busy, us. Too busy talking about Nate McMillan. X's and O's. All right, you're going to love your next guy, though. I mistakenly referenced him a few episodes ago as one of Jordan's bullies. So if you draft him, it would be like recreating the last dance. One of Jordan's bullies? Uh, no, one no of... No one bullied no, 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 Michael okay. Jordan. One of those... No one bullied Michael Jordan. One of those You're bullied sp- by Michael Jordan. Scott Burrell. It's Scott Burrell! It's Scotty Burrell. Poor Scott Burrell. I think Scotty Burrell, he might be one of those rare cases of an insanely good athlete who played... My friend Darren told me this. I think it's Scott Burrell who played in the NBA and maybe like NFL or Major League Baseball. I think he was a two-sport... No way. Scotty Burrell. I-, I can't even think of anybody who did the NBA... In to the NBA. wiki! <laughs> <laughs> to the wiki! <laughs> He's right. No way. For the first time ever, Darren Wong might be right. Burrell was also the first American athlete to be a first-round draft pick of two major sporting organizations, the National Basketball Association, or as I like to say, the NBA. The Association. And Major League Baseball, MLB. Who drafted him? In 1990, Burrell was drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh. Hey, they're good. I've heard of them. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, he played minor league baseball during the 90s. So, do you reckon that's why Jordan took a shine to him? It you know, all makes sense. Jordan yeah. wanted to get into baseball, and he maybe did. he, maybe Scotty Burrell was like, "Yeah, man, well, I never seen you make it to the minor leagues in baseball. Qu- quit bullying me." And then he was like, "Okay, okay, Scotty." <laughs> yeah, play for the Warriors a little bit after that. The Last Dance kind of really. I kind of liked him more after seeing that. Yeah. It, it, it was a really great way to get Jordan's personality across to the audience. Just that relationship with him with Scott Burrell. Not an amazing NBA player, but a solid player. And just to see that someone, a prime athlete, could still be bullied is the best way to say it, right? I mean, he was pretty much... Scotty Burrell, you're okay in my book, buddy. And you know how I hate everybody. Hmm. I like Scotty Burrell. Yeah. I do. He seemed like a nice guy. He did. He seemed like he wasn't cut out for that. For, well, who is cut out to be on a team with Michael Jordan? The demands that uh, uh, playing with someone like that puts on you. Just the commission, the Tokyo Senshi. Well. All right, who do I got next? Uh, I want to know if it's a good one. Nah. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad I got Barkley. Well, it's someone that we've talked about. We've pulled him before. Okay. And we didn't know much about him then. So oh, damn I, it. Dana Barros. Khalid Reeves. Ah, I remember Khalid Reeves. We said he probably was friends with Bimbo Coles. Yep. We made a lot of mistakes in those early episodes. In Look the... how far we've come. <laughs> we somehow know less. Now. <laughs> uh, Trying to make it better for all listeners. We, mm. don't have to, we don't have to repeat Khalid Reeves' highs and lows. Mm-hmm. My memory of him is that he played for... He was a journeyman. This was his second season. Uh, in his first year, he averaged 9.2 points a game. So, a solid contributor. He was a guard off the bench. All right. Well, he played at Miami, the Hornets, the Nets, the Mavericks, the Pistons, Aris, Pau Arturez, the Bulls, the Grand Rapid Hoops, Phoenix Eclipse, Floor Sea Dragons, Cafe, Najar, Panteras de Miranda, and Saprisa Basket. He was playing as recently as 2007. Wow. It's pretty impressive, man. With a career that started in 94. He never made it to the Saitama... Who handers? <laughs> no, few do. And I still officially petition that my team be changed to the Saitama Who Handers. It's cool, Khalid, but I'm sorry, man. You're up against Sir uh, Sir Sir Charles. 
All right, you ready for your next guy? Mm-hmm. It's another Byron. Byron, okay. It's not Byron Scott. No, it's another one. Oh, yeah. That's what that word means. He's in the Sonics. Byron Houston. We had him last week. Yep. Wait, wait. Good pack or bad pack? Bad pack. Clearly bad pack. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you got Byron Houston. I think Byron Houston might have been the nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. oh, so when we drafted him, we were like, that's enough. Or was he in the good pack? I, can't, I think he was in the bad pack. Anyway, may I take a look? Sure. I just want to remember how angry it made me last week. Don't throw him at me. No, only one card gets that treatment. Look, this era is, you know, if we asked our dads, they would have a lot more to say about some of these players, but... My dad knows nothing about basketball. <laughs> my dad passed away 12 okay. years ago. <laughs> so it might be the same. There's nothing to add to Byron Houston. Yeah. I've always said, though, and my mm. dad told me, he's no Byron Scott. So he said. Yeah. So who's my next guy? Okay. Uh, it's another player we've had. Okay. I can't wait till we get new packs next week. I'm not, I like what we've got here. We've got Charles Barkley. We've got Robert Parrish. Well, well, there are some... You're right. There are still some good ones to be found, clearly. But it's going to be nice when there's completely fresh cards. It will. However... Yes. Do you remember this guy we talked about him with his knee-high socks? Uh, we talked about him just recently because we had two other... You've had three uh, Williams. I said that we should add him to the Scottie Pippen jersey. What? Remember? Oh, the socks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, in this pack, you've had Brian Williams... You've had Michael Williams. I've already forgot both those guys. And now you got Walt Williams. Oh, I got the Williams trio. The Williams family. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> go away. Even Walt out there. Are you going to tell Walt to go away? No, Walt's cool, man. He's cool. Three years in, he averaged 15 points a game. I told you, he was one of the guys. He was the guy who like single-handedly brought Maryland back to prominence after they had like some kind of... There was some scandal some in Maryland. And then it was Walt Williams went there. Other, Did the dirty work. Other, other Blue collar. You know, he could have had his pick of universities at high school. He said, no, I'm going to Maryland. That's pretty damn cool. I got the Williams trio. I feel like that should be worth something. See, now I'm kind of in a conundrum with the next guy. I, I definitely recognize the name, but I don't think he ever had as big of an impact as I remember him. He was an Orlando Magic player, a guard forward. Nick Anderson. Yeah. What? It is. Nick Anderson's great. No, but I, I feel like there's something missing from the Nick Anderson equation. Like, he wasn't that great. I think he's Orlando's all-time leading scorer on a team that had Shaq. And, okay. I mean, so he, he was I, there. Not the first time I've been wrong. This is a team that got to the finals. No, I know. I know Nick Anderson. I know you know Nick Anderson. Penny, 3D, Shaq, Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson. Hmm. But I'm looking at his stats just right now. First team all Big Ten, Illinois' Mr. Basketball. That's it. No all-star games, no defensive stand You're right, you're right. His numbers would suggest he'd have more accolades because, you know, if you're... I don't know if he still is the all-time leading scorer for Orlando. I mean, he was there for 10 years and he, he was there in their inaugural season. I think Orlando started in, like, 89, right? They were a new team then, I Yeah, think. the expansion team. Yeah, and he was you know on that initial team yeah i know what you i know what you mean he should be more of a household name if you if you're the leading scorer for See, a no, franchise i disagree though really? i think nick anderson is a household name but he never led anything to like there's no accolades to go with it oh it's the exact opposite of what, of what yeah. i thought you were saying I, i'm trying to say like i think everybody knows nick anderson but there's no reason why we should know nick anderson mm. it's like tom gugliotta googs like most expansion franchises, the Magic were a young team and Anderson was one of the few bright spots. As a result, the Magic were awarded high draft, picked, uh, high draft picks in several consecutive years, including Dennis Scott, 3D, 1990. Your guy. Shaquille O'Neal, 92. Chris Webber, who was traded for Penny Hardaway, 93. 
You've got to be happy with that. In three three years, getting Dennis Scott, Shaq, and Penny. Oh, um, but but by that point, by the time Penny joined, Nick Anderson had already been there four years, which is why he had the you know they they were a terrible team to begin with. Oh, they the were Magic. they were dreadful. And he was the top scorer on that Only team. Only cool jerseys. Though. So if you got four years to rack up points, then yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I don't know if he's. You know what? I reckon T Max probably overtaken him. Uh mm, but T Mac played a lot for the Raptors. I don't know. So you played a lot for the Rockets too. Let's. Uh, I don't think T Mac overtook okay, him. Sorry, go. buddy. Orlando, he scored eleven thousand points in the NBA. Orlando Magic. You ready for this? I'm wait. Now I'm ready. In fourth place. Yes, Shaq o- o- Shaq O'Deal. Tracy McGrady. T Mac got fourth. I didn't even think he got close. In second place. What about no. third? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what comes next. In third place. Yeah. Still playing there to this day, Nikola Vucevic. Okay. In second place, Nick Anderson. In first place, Dwight Howard. Ah, D. Howard. Yeah, yeah. Shaq wasn't there long enough to... That's what I thought. He only played yeah. like three or four years there. Yeah, he went to Lakers, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. Nick I mean, Anderson. I mean, he good. Power forward? I think he might have been a flex. Yeah, forward center. Nope, that's not what I meant to say. Guard forward. Are you looking at another one of the J.R. Reed? I'm looking the, at J.R. Reed, yeah, sorry. The massive J.R. Reed cards. And that's there. your next card anyway, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, well. Right, my next guy. My last guy, right? Robert Parrish is... Leading the pack? More iconic and a better uh, player. And, and But Nick Anderson is the second best player I think I've got in that card pack. Okay, well, my last card. You have got a player. This was his... It's another one of those where it's his fourth year, but it only shows me stats for the previous two years. Okay. In 93-94, what was his... I'm not even going to tell you who he is, but say a number to me. What was his single-game scoring high? 31. 45. Holy damn. You got a 45-point score. Second next year, 94-95, 40. Wow. You have got... A pure scorer. You have got a very good... Miller. You've got a very good player. Not that good. No, I know, I know. But it's still very, very good. Kenny Anderson. Wow, that's sick. I got Kenny Anderson, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Who's Kenny Anderson? No, I'm kidding. That's awesome, man. He's, he's well, him and Rod Strickland. I, I think I'm right in saying he's from New York. You see one of those New York? I like played in New York. That's th- a good question. I think born and raised like in New York. He's, uh, you know, those those point guards we've talked about before. Rod Strickland, he, Stephon Marbury. Man, but I know he Dewan was a Georgia Wagner. Tech guy, I think. I, 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 I'm... 80% sure he was Georgia Tech. Kenny and I'm going to read a little bit about Kenny Anderson. From Queens, New York. Yeah. You ready for this? Yes. He did go to Georgia Tech. He was a point guard. At this point in his career, he was at the New Jersey Nets, where he was, where he spent five years before going to the Charlotte Hornets, the Blazers, the Celtics. Yeah, I remember the Celtics. He was there um, for a little while and was playing up until 2006. Wow. In Lithuania, by the look of it. He was a one-time NBA All-Star which was the year before this. By the end of his high school career, yes, he was a four-time parade All-American, a feat not accomplished since Lou Alcinda. You know who that is? We've talked about him before. Yeah. Lou Alcinda's one of the best. Are you t- he changed his name yeah. to... Come on. That's an insult. And the first player to be named All-City four times. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was named New York's, uh, New York State Mr. Basketball by New York... Anyway, he's very good. I can't believe that you just quizzed me on Lou Alcindor. Still haven't said it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. In high school, he set an all-time state record for scoring in New York. That's that's impressive. 2,621 points. The record stood until 2004 when... 
Can you think of any other point guards from New York? This guy, he wasn't... Sebastian Telfair. Hey, you got was it. Was that right? You got it right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want every... <laughs> there was no well, editing. Well, you got Wikipedia in front of you, so... I'm not... My phone's over there. <laughs> and you didn't give me time to look it up. I love Sebastian Telfair. Telly. And he had a really Bassey. tough NBA career. Why do you like Bassey? He had a really cool documentary called Through the Fire. You did. He's related to someone as well, isn't he? Isn't he the cousin of another famous NYC player? Is he star? I think he's Stephon Marbury. I think he's related to Stephon Marbury. I'm not sure, but I, I just knew that if you told me about New York legends mm. in high school and you said point guard, it's got to be Sebastian Telfair. Over Stephon Marbury? No, I meant of like the, the quiz question you were giving me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow he went to he went to China as well didn't he Sebastian Telfair like, like Stefan Marbury Kenny Anderson you're no Barkley but I do respect you my friend you've had the best two cards for sure except for this one right here it's not a I'm out of cards though right this is your last one. Oh, I got one more and you have a real dilemma my friend Ooh. and I love when Ian has dilemmas I like when I have dilemmas well last week I didn't like the dilemma I didn't, I didn't like well get, you gave up Penny I didn't like get, let's be honest I understand you're not going to convince me of your mistake but there's no mistake made well you anyway it's Mike. debatable you, till the end of time you can't not pick Michael Jordan however I could have done without getting Penny in the last one that 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 kind of hurt somewhat took the shine off of getting Michael Jordan I here's what I'm going to relish okay is that right now you really don't need a guard ooh you don't oh no face no, it you don't no. need guards oh god I need, you're overloaded on guards I need bigs I need bigs and I need a lot of them. I've got no, I've got no power forward. Vlade's holding down the fault. Big up Vlade. Now, if only you had a Celtic legend who was a nine-time All-Star in the name of Robert Parrish to help in the inside. Yeah. And However. We are look, and we just to confirm, we are looking at them from a whole career perspective. Yeah, I'm not making you choose them from his Hornets days. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, yeah. is that Ian has a fabled two. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Is it one of them, do you think? I do think so. Because I think you know who they are. I do know who they are. I'm going to tell the people. Go ahead. Is who are Ma- your two favorite players? Mahmoud Abdul-Ralph. Yes. And Mark Price. Right. It's Mark Price, isn't it? I can tell by your smile. <laughs> it's Mark Price. May I see him? You may, but first I want to tell you mm. that you have, if you choose Mark Price, that's your last wild card. Because you're already stocked up on guards. You have five. You have five guards in seven weeks. You've got Dennis Scott and five guards in Vlade. So I'm going to show you Mark Price, which is who you drafted. And my God, those Cavs jerseys are wonderful. There it is. Mark Price, man, myth, legend. One of your two favorite players who you've stated several times. Mark Price, if my mood will be rough... However, let it be known on the record, he also said Sarunas was the best player ever and he can't wait to draft him. And he immediately gave him up for a bench player, Reggie Miller. Well, that was understandable. And I, I didn't mention anything about Sarunas, um, who you'd never heard of <laughs> until he was actually <laughs> yeah, came yeah, up. That's true, and, until true. he actually came up. Yeah, and yeah. then you got to take Reggie Miller. I, I, all I was saying was, uh, yeah, I was very confident that was going to be my pick that week, wasn't I? But this is a big issue because you have five guards. Oh, lordy. But okay, first, first, tell me why on God's green earth do you like Mark Price? He was that good, in a nutshell. I, I just love the way he played. So he, uh, I think I. Sh- are you going to get some highlights up? You look, no, at, look I, at your phone. No, I want you to tell me why he's so good because to me, he was never like an all-time amazing player. He was great. He played on the Dream Team too with Kevin Johnson, Joe Dumas. They were kind of like the the 
the floor generals there and I'm like just watch if you anyone listening who's not really familiar with Mark Price I feel he's honestly the most underrated player in NBA history that's my personal opinion if you watch any videos of him you'll see how good he is he played at a really fast speed he is a member of the 50 40 90 club I was just looking that up I know it's my one of my favorite, two favorite players of all time I was I was just looking at it and my eyes grew big and he like predicted I was gonna say that I didn't but okay. but I mean like that's what I was it says right there yeah he's a member of the 50 40 90 club which yeah. is what which is well so he's he's field goal percentages yeah it's 50%, 50% from the goal, field 40 from three and 90 from free throw yeah how many people are in that club is it clickable it's like <laughs> is it clickable like, yes how many people there are, are members there are like seven are you ready John uh, Stockton's not in it right because I, I I thought he might be but then I was surprised when uh, one of your teammates is Reggie yes yep. so it goes Bird yep. Malcolm Brogdon who is a good well, player no way he's in that yeah he is he's and rookie of the year Stephen Curry understandable KD mm-hmm. Miller Nash, Nowitzki, and Price. That's some... And Elena Dele Dane in the WNBA. We're not going to discriminate. Okay. I That's some uh, that's some impressive company to be around. And uh, Nash and Bird are the only players who have repeated in the 50-40-90. He's obviously a great player. And what I, what I really appreciate is that he's one of your favorites. And if you don't choose him, you're breaking an oath in front of dozens of listeners and fake accounts that i've created well i'll be thinking about that while we go for another but anyone listening at home check out mark price check out his highlights on uh youtube and I, I, he's right he sends me like mark price highlights randomly people say he invented the what do you call it the, the split no, the split no like oh, so, oh splitting the defense so when well he didn't invent it but he was kind of a move that he was so this is why i like mark price because not only is he a great shooter often great shooters can sometimes do little else in the NBA. He was not only a great shooter, he played ferociously. He drove to the basket the whole, you know, he, when one move that he kind of perfected was when he would get double team, like if there's a pick and roll or something and they hedge and they double team him, he would burst through the middle of the players. You know, he was just great ball handler, great shooter, great finisher, Mark Price. All right, you've got a nice balance. You've got a fun fact and a professor dunk. Wait, 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 wait. You've like got a, uh, ooh, you've got, a, you've got a really fun pack too. you got a, a PD and a, a F, F. It's the same? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. But I meant, I meant the players inside are really cool. Okay. Well, you've got one. Uh, again, this is a player who's kind of been lost, uh, I think, a little bit. He was really, really good, but and he played for a long, long time. But he's maybe not as memorable as he should be. Clifford Robinson. Oh, man. That's so cool. He's awesome. Cliff with the yeah. headband. Okay. He's, uh, this is your fun facts about Cliff. You ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He set out the first game of his six-year NBA career on February 24th, 1995 after 461 games. AC still got it. Yeah. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, buddy. With the trade of longtime leader Clyde Drexler to Houston. That, went, that went well for Houston, didn't it? <laughs> They did. They won. Well, for me too. They won. Yeah. Uh, Robinson took over the team's primary scoring, averaging a career high twenty-one point three points per game on the strength. Sorry, as we've said before, these cards. The writing is absolutely tiny. I know you think that we were like just struggling. It's it's very small to read. I'm not even drinking this week. Jesus Christ. he averaged 21.3 points per game on the strength of his newfound weapon, the three-point shot. Ooh. wonder if it'll catch on. In his first five NBA seasons, Robinson connected on a total of 51 three-pointers. To put it in context, oh my. That's how Steph Houston Curry made 60. over 400 a couple of years Houston ago. Houston took 60 last night of this recording. 60 in one game. Are you serious? Yes. How many of those were James Harden? 49. <laughs> no, they made 21. 
Okay, well, he, he connected on a total of 51 threes. In 94-95 alone, he canned 142 shots from long distance. Anyway, uh, yeah, Cliff. He hasn't, are you ready he, he hasn't come up as a regular card yet. No, maybe be a good he's in one, Series so. 2. Maybe, yeah. Series B. Are you ready for your guy? I'm excited about this fun fact. He's got his own chocolate bar. It's either Mark Price. It's not Mark Price. We didn't mention has his own about. bar. Or it's, uh, it's Thunder Dan it's again. Thunder Dan! Okay. Fun fact. Dan Marley has his own chocolate bar? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, fun fact number one. Marley played over 3,000 minutes in a season for the third consecutive year. Oh, man, are you ready for this? Yeah. It's cool that these cards can almost anticipate what we're thinking. And now this is very small, small text. Mm-hmm. Just like rolling thunder. Sure shot. Dan Marley continued with his torrid shooting from the perimeter, netting an NBA career-high 199 three-pointers in 94-95. It marked the fifth consecutive season in which he has a career-high in the category, with 634 career steals, Marley ranks sixth on Phoenix's all-time list. That's uh, that's why I like Thunder Dan because he launched, <laughs> as I've said this before, he launched the three before it was the cool thing to do. He didn't care. The man's got absolutely no shame. I love that though, man. Uh, Dan Marley, and he could do it all. He could, and I'm glad he's on my team. I, I, to this day, I I honestly think he still might be probably my favorite player on my team right now. Really? Is that why you were so offended when I put him on your bench on the website? Yes, I was so mad. I presume that Clyde he's Drexler... He's a starter. He's okay. a forward. Okay. All right, what's my last card? Your last card. I don't think we've had him before. I'm pretty sure we haven't, actually. Or maybe we have. Who knows? But certainly not as a regular card because we would lose our shit. It's Grant Hill. Oh, I think we've had him once. As a Professor Dunk, maybe? I think so. Yeah, okay. There's Just, no way. If we if we had him as a card... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely not had him as a regular card. I think we have had him, haven't we? So... I'll just read it again. Grant Hill, with his dazzling glides to the rim, brought images of Michael Jordan's rookie year to mind. Both were third pick in the NBA draft, started in the NBA All-Star game, and garnered NBA Rookie of the Year honors. Although, it doesn't mention Jason Kidd. You always you always. Well, I feel you've got to give both of them their, their juice. As much as I don't want to give Jason Kidd his juice. I think that we are all eagerly anticipating for a Grant Hill opening. Like we, That's all we wanted. Maybe his Series 2. You're the one who looked at the cards, you cheater. Well, I, I don't... You perused them. If I didn't... <laughs> We'd be, we'd be wondering why we're still getting Walt Williams four times a pack in week ten. Now I'm going to ask you if this guy is indeed a professor dunk. Are you ready? Based on the criteria to become a oh, professor you're right. dunk, anybody can be a professor. Clearly dunk. not. Is it Muggsy Bogues? No, it's it's a it's a member of my hated Kings. He okay. called an ill-fated timeout oh, for the Chris Wolverines. Weber. Chris right. Weber. That was too easy. Always showing a special flair. No yeah, timeout. <laughs> It's not special. That was a dumb decision. Weber's game hey, is all about fun. See, Weber's great. When the 6'10 forward takes the floor, dunks and behind-the-back passes are not uncommon. Oh, see, Webb's out there still. That's another good power forward. He's a great forward. And, like, you know what? Of those you Kings... can't him as a player. No, as no, an no. NBA career. No, even in the college thing, I would, I would have made the same mistake, I'm sure. But I, I watched that game live at a family reunion we were having out of my house. And everyone was like, Peter, the cake. And I was like, I got to watch the Wolverines. And I, I went up to... That was my favorite team when I was like nine years old or you got, eight. You got caught up in the hype, the Fab Five hype. I did. Understandably so. I was like eight or nine. And plus, I loved the X-Men. And Wolverine was like my favorite superhero. So the Wolverines, there was some cool, you know, synergy mm. there. And I watched him call that time out. And I remember thinking, even at eight or nine years old, I was like, ooh, 
yeah, even Peter wouldn't have done that one. Oh, man, that's bad. But when, even on the Kings, he was the only guy I liked on that whole Kings team. He was cool, man. I like Chris Webber. He was a bullet before they became the Wizards, the yep. Wizards. He was. He was drafted by the Magic, who we talked about earlier on, and didn't play a game for them. Why did he have so many different teams? He well, he a- didn't play for the Magic. He was drafted by them, but then got traded for Penny with uh, the Warriors. Yep. Penny could have been on the Warriors, but absolutely and no problem NBA with that. Jam, I think that Webber's on the Warriors. Now that Barkley and Kemp are off the table, I'm struggling. Can you imagine I have Barkley and Kemp? That's a great duo. You could have had Barkley and Kemp, and you could have had Stockton and Kidd. Yeah, but I have Clyde Drexler, though. I'm just saying, you could have. Yeah, well... You could have, you could, all I'm saying is you could have ridiculous depth at two positions, if you so wanted. Here's the thing that surprised me, and I almost mentioned it as, what did you learn last week? Kemp, historically, as like a rating, not very... He's not very well Well, this is what I was trying to say last week. It, the, it wasn't... For me, it wasn't that easy a choice between Chris Mullen and Sean Kemp. Chris Mullen, definitely the higher stats. Yeah. But I was looking for inside power, rebounding, and that's what exactly Kemp represented. Hmm. So, which leads us, predictably, to our, our choice. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, I, I read first, I believe. Or did you? I'll let you go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go first, because I, I had to wait on J.R. Reed. Okay. Who are my choices? Your choice is... In order, I think, this week. Okay, I think I've mine kept, aren't. Uh, maybe not. I think I've kept them in order, though. Okay, you ready? Charles Barkley, Brian Williams, Michael Williams, Rick Smits, Byron Scott, Khalid Reeves, Walt Williams, Kenny Anderson. No, not Mark Price. That's my one. He can have it back. <laughs> uh, and that's it. After much deliberation, I'm yeah, taking uh, Boy yeah. Gorge. Okay. <laughs> Charles Barkley, man. Can you imagine now? I wonder. Now, here's my question. Hmm. Who has the more likable team? Who has a team that you'd rather have? Okay, let's start off with your point guard, Jason Kidd. Oh, I'm out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, man, that's not fair. Why'd you do that? (laughs) I got Joe Dumas, who everyone loves. Even though he was a bad boy piston, he was a nice guy. Oh, man, how could I even make the argument when you said, who's your point guard? You're such a bastard. All right, all right. All right, here's your choices, all right? In no particular order. One of your two favorite players of all time, Mark Price, Nick Anderson, Byron Houston, Scotty Burrell, J.R. Reed, J.R. Reed, Antonio Harvey, or Robert Parrish? Well, this is my hardest choice. Of all the weeks? Of all the weeks. Wow. Because my previous hardest choice, I think, was probably Dennis Scott. Everyone else has been pretty clear. And Nick Van Axel? Yeah. And and this is an easier choice in some ways because they're both better players. The thing that really concerns me is you, you, you if you don't choose Mark Price, you're effectively breaking your oath. You That's all you talked about off the air. You said you're always waiting on those two players. This is true. You know, I, I hadn't played a basketball game for years literally probably about 10 years and then about six months ago i got nba 2k20 first thing i did i did the my my team mode and i got mark price and i got mahmoud abdul ralph and i put them together and it was glorious i had so much fun i've got to put my gm hat on though don't i oh ian you're so slimy this is the thing we're only it's week seven Mm -hmm. five more weeks you sicken me there are still there is still time to get other big men would I be overly upset if I got another because I've got Vlade 
You have a center, yes. So I need one more center. You really want me to pick my price, I know. And I'm well, uh, it's not. I know I'm not rooting. I hate you. On any <laughs> whoever you choose, I don't care. But to me, if you don't choose Mark Price, it would just be now. I don't want to generalize an entire country, but I'm pretty sure Britain breaking promises is why America's its own nation. At no point did I say I would. To all 100%. of our stat heads out there, please check the tapes. I almost, I'm almost certain you were waiting on one of those two players. If you choose Mark Price, it's your final part of your uh, your guards. That's it. There's no more wild cards. There's no more anything. You have to start choosing specifically positions. Come on, Ian. I don't have all night. I'm hungry as hell. With my seventh pick. Woo! In this terrible draft. Awful, awful thing we're doing. I will pick... Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I chose really quickly. Well, I chose Charles, and I had a lot of tough decisions to make. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think. Hang on, hang on. There was one week where we stopped recording. You looked up Wikipedia, and you were like, "Let me ask you about these two. Who you asked me who I would pick at the two? We had a, it was like, John Stockton. Okay, yeah, and uh, Clyde Drexler, which is a much harder choice. I don't think it is. Are you? You're just dumb and it's stubborn. Not a harder choice. I didn't stop the podcast. We've never stopped the podcast. No, but if we were to look at the original footage, how long it that debate long, took. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a tough call. With my seventh pick. Wait, wait, let me tell you the stats first. No. No, no, no. I wanted I'm to tell going you. in blind. Okay, go ahead. I pick Robert Parrish. Wow. Are you kidding me? You gave up Mark Price and you can't get him again? This was it. This is the last time you're ever going to see him. You know, he's one of my favorite players, Mark Price. But it's just astonishing that you were just giving up on your word like that. That was the like you had two players you were looking forward to and you just threw it away. There was no point where I said I will only pick these players. You can't always pick the players you like. Robert Parrish, can I explain why? I would actually really love to hear a reason why. How many times was Robert Parrish an all star? Nine. How many times was Mark Price an all star? That's a big part to do with it. His legacy. Ah. His legacy comes into it. Here it is, a man easily swayed by stats. As opposed to how he dresses. I mean, all-star selection. I mean, mean, all-star selections are pointless. I've got to think, going forward, what are the odds of getting another good center? What are the odds of getting another good guard that can play point? I've already got both point guard positions covered. Mark Price can't play shooting guard. And you have both shooting guards positions covered. Exactly. So it would Ah. be a wild card. It would be a wild card. So I, I think that this was a really tough one, but I think that Robert Parrish, just his pedigree and things like that, and just having another guaranteed good center because there are a lot of good centers out there but they are hard to come by which really does open the door for me to get an advantage in the center position potentially yeah the big ones the real big names in center are still out there Olajuwon mm. Shaq Admiral so now I'm really struggling at power forward I've got nothing and, you got and the, I've got you Barkley got the, and Kim you got the best two yeah so. well, I have the best two you keep dissing Carl Malone sorry yeah you're right you're and, right I, and mean, I think no, that's really it. I could get Carl Malone and Chris Webber. That would be the only thing that's even close to comparing with that, I but think. I think Barkley's still the best. I mean, I don't know. Malone's really good. Yeah, Carl. So, okay. Let's go over our teams really quickly, okay. right? So, in general, we don't need to remember each position, but how do you think we stack up against each other right now? What are our strengths and weaknesses? How do you think this will play out? So, it's, it's funny that when you look at different positions... It's not been balanced at all. So, let's look at point guard first. Okay. So, yeah. Let's go position by position. Point guards, I've got I've got Jason Kidd, and that's it. You don't have a reserve in point I guard, yes? Yeah. Okay, I have Joe Dumas and Tim Hardaway. Hardaway. So you've got 
probably got, the better player. Yeah. However, it depends on your second one. Who knows what that comes up? That could it could that could potentially work out. Even I, I'd say I've got two very good ones. But I still have the best. And you've got the better one yeah. out there. Yeah. Shooting guards. Well, you've got Jordan. Jordan and Miller. And I've got Drexler. Anyone else? Uh, no. no. Okay. At the at the moment, I'm putting uh, Marley as a as a, a forward. Okay. Small forward. Well, my starter right now is Marley, and I have a backup of uh, Detlef. Okay. And I have just Dennis Scott. I'd say advantage goes to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so two to one. Power forwards, I've got no one. And I've got Kemp and Barkley. Yeah, that's quite nice. Centers, I've got Vlade and Robert Parrish. And I've got literally zero people playing center right now yeah i'm not entirely sure i made the right choice this week and i, I, I think no, it hurts a little more because i, no, I like no. mark price so you much made the right however this is what i wanted to say if we're playing um a seven game series and i'm giving tim hardaway and joe dumas a lot of burn then i know joe dumas can play the two but he wouldn't be able to because i've got jordan and, and reggie there i want dumas as the one when isaiah thomas retired joe dumas is a great point guard at detroit you made the right decision in the moment there's no way you know what's coming later but i don't think i can split the time evenly between even with my teams now at the point joe dumas mark price and tim hardaway no way. that's going to be tough it's kind of reassuring to know i know there are better centers out there but robert Parrish was great in his prime the, Robert Parrish is one of the greatest centers. He was on the Celtics dynasty. Yeah, so having that kind of reassures me a little bit. I think you need to really consider who is your starter, Vlade or Parrish? Parrish. Right? Yeah. So you upgraded a position that was weak. This is true. And I, I think it's just because I like Mark Price. And you can't, as you as you decided with Stockton, you cannot let personal preferences. Well, pick. that was actually, that was such a bizarre pack because... I'm not saying you didn't like Clyde Drexler. I know yeah, you really liked him. But, I do. But John Stockton, you liked slightly more. And he's, I think if you were to rank the players, he's much better. But like... Well, I wouldn't say that much better, really. I mean, he's uh, it's arguably just it, better. In his position. Yeah, yeah, he's in his position. Yeah. And so like, but I already had Jason Kidd. Well, Ian, I, I wanted to say like, we've had some ups and downs over the weeks. And I feel like each week we have improved uh, as, as, as podcasters. Uh, the past three weeks have been really hard to one-up. <laughs> each week was building to this crescendo of incredible, crazy circumstance. I would say we felt a little bit down to earth this week, but I still had a great time. It was great. And I think start doing it on a Tuesday feels kind of weird. <laughs> I, uh, that did kind of mess with things, right? But um, hopefully, like you said, by next show... We should have players that have never come up. Our German packs. Our German packs from the same era, same season, same, just a continuation of yeah, these yeah, cards. Yeah, it's upper decks. So I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. Uh, forgive our slurs and uh, <laughs> dental work that we had to have done. We. I. <laughs> I love doing this. This Me was a too. fun week. Uh, there was no crazy nonsense guitar strumming. Only at the beginning. And yep. you got Charles Barkley. I got him, man. I am I am so elated that I have a, a, a pillar of 90s basketball on By the my way, squad. I forgot to mention this earlier. It happened again last week. Do you know? I did. I said Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp. And so it's maybe it's only you. When you say a player, you get him. I didn't say Barkley, Bar but I, did, I was the only person this week to invoke a name when I went, the Barkley beggar. I think before we get into the cards... The last player's name, the Who's last that you mentioned, you seem to get. <laughs> well, from one fat head to another. <laughs> it's been another exciting week of magic on the blacktop.
Yeah, I'll it see has you, indeed. Uh, in like uh, like two weeks. We got a bit of yeah, week and a half. That give me that means I don't lose my entire Sunday editing now, <laughs> which is a welcome change. Yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Uh, yeah, Instagram Magic on the Blacktop, Twitter Magic Blacktop. Your friend made an amazing gift. Oh uh, yeah, go take a look at the our podcast winner who won two packs of cards, Mr. Aaron Schwartz, and uh, enjoy the pod, enjoy the social media. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.